0: I'll tell you what though, Newcastle now has a taco bell. Oh. So... No. Oh wow. Is that any yeah. good? Uh, no. I
1: went to bleed and was on the 9th of June. Eighteen hundred and sixty two on a summer's afternoon. I took the bus member, Bamberis and, and she was heavy laden. The way we went to Lancol and would treat that on the road to Bleeding.
2: Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode thirty six. We are the best podcast in the world. I'm your host, Craig Troxel, and I am with the, I guess, best co-host in the world, a man who will dive through a glass window to eat a waffle fry from Chick-fil-A. How Mm -hmm. are you doing, Elijah Newsom? That sounds delightful right now. That's how I'm doing.
1: Yeah.
2: Just one waffle fry
3: through a glass window. Yeah. I love that. If it's hot. uh,
2: Nothing is worse than cold fries. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. There's... Yeah, I'm. I mean, cold food like cold, like if you bite into a steak and it's cold, yeah, that's not good. But still, whatever. There are maniacs out there. Cold. that like cold
0: pizza.
2: Yeah, I'm not one of those for sure. Okay. My wife, who needs to keep predicting Newcastle to lose, she does like cold pizza. Ugh. Never understood right. it. <laughs> All right, well, give us a follow at coming home and ufc, our podcast account at CHN underscore radio. You can hit us up via the web addresses on the internets at coming home Well, guys, we won a game. And and it was a goal fest. Again, we have Newcastle United have scored seven goals in the last two matches. Mm. Mm-hmm. Both against championship sides. No. I'm <laughs> uh, that, woo. Got you, Cardiff. <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. That's a zinger. Yeah. Um, on the podcast today, we're going to talk. We have a little bit of club news for you. Um, and then we have a guest appearance with the one and only Graham Bell, season ticket holder, writer, future author of a book that's coming out. We'll talk about all that stuff. And we kind of go over the, the Cardiff match. He was there. So. You're going to get a lot of review there. So it's not going to be a, like a full review that we've normally done. But y'all will be okay. <laughs> Trust me. Um, so we'll get started with the Danish Prince, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. There, he, there's two bits of information here. Not only is he no longer on Newcastle United for the remaining six months. It's okay. He didn't leave. It's just alone, But he scored again. He scored for for Den uh I was about to say Denver. <laughs> he scored for Denmark in <laughs> uh it was a two to one loss to to L Tree. Um that, that's unfortunate, but he got another goal, so two matches, two goals for Elias Sorensen on his international break. So that that's pretty awesome. And then he comes back to England and he gets loaned to Blackpool. So now he's seaside and um a few Newcastle players in the passive been on loan there it's a common trend Sean Longstaff most recently last year so I'm really hoping that this is an opportunity he definitely deserves senior minutes senior team minutes I think you know that I mean we've said it me and you Elijah both said it that we think he deserves a shot with the Newcastle first team he definitely deserves a shot just based on his performance but he never got one so I am happy that he's going on loan. I, I just really hope he just absolutely tears up League One. Maybe scores on Sunderland like six times. And, uh, yeah, good luck to him. Do you have anything on on our Danish Prince? I'm not mad about this loan at all. Yeah, I mean, I,
3: I could see the hesitation in playing Sorensen, especially since Newcastle aren't in a position where they can afford to just, like, give people debuts when, like, we have perfectly healthy individuals um but and i also think that it's becoming more and more obvious to why like Salman rondon was like such a big target for newcastle in the summer i think the shifts he's put in the past couple matches have been ridiculous and it kind of shows like he's a necessary piece so it kind of made sense why like Sorensen didn't get the shot that he deserved. I, I don't know why. And then, of course, like, Haslu's from Real Madrid, so I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Sorenson. what I
2: was saying. It's like, how do you not give up? How do you not give Sorensen the chance when you have Haslu starting matches?
3: Well, but that's the thing. I mean, Real Madrid is, did so- that's- yeah, exactly. Sorensen didn't come from Real Madrid. <laughs> <No>. that's-, <laughs> that's the issue.
2: No, and he's never been a target of Barcelona. So True. that that takes two out right there. Yeah. Um but yeah yeah, I hope I hope that he gets the growth that Longstaff had cuz Longstaff did really well and then on top of it was able to crack the first team this year. Uh so really hoping that, that all works out for him. So good luck to you. my Danish Prince, we will keep you updated on all of how he does. Uh next thing is I guess Academy related but Ashley and Rafa had a little academy chat, Elijah. What's happened with that?
3: Well, word on the street is that it's basically Rafa pitching Mike Ashley uh the idea that, hey, if you invest in the academy, you wouldn't have to worry about you know shelling out twenty million pounds for players because you would just have guys like Longstaff come up through the academy and they would be good, and you could sell them and make a lot of money, which I feel like. It's common sense, but you had to break that down for Mike Ashley because I feel like yeah. he just he just doesn't understand how football works, and so I think I don't know. I would be I I wouldn't be surprised if we hear a, a Newcastle press release in the next couple months saying that we've invested 100k into
2: the academy. Yeah,
3: which of course is not enough to do anything, but that, that's investment.
2: Yeah, I mean, it it's so obvious. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, the only thing that surprised me is that Rafa's the one that said it because he's never really used any Academy products before in his entire career. But at this point, he's—I mean—he's willing to get creative. He, I, let's be honest, Rafa loves it here. He doesn't want to leave, but he's going to because nothing's going to be done, and his contract will just expire, and that will be it. But he's—he's he's trying to get creative. It's like, hey, like, why don't you just do this, and that way, I don't have to keep bothering you about all these. Like, transfer targets and you telling me no and me getting pissed off about it. I, I don't know. It's, it's annoying. But, like, I've said it before, too, and Elijah, you can back me up on this, but, like, you know, the academy, that's not a daycare. I've said that how many times, and it still is getting treated like that as you see a player who scored 20, 21 goals or 20 goals before January gets loaned to League One so I don't know what what you're gonna to to be fair um there are
3: there are a lot of other Premier League clubs who and granted they're in better positions, but clubs that Rafa coached for and stuff who like they just sent a ton of academy players out on loan all the time and now and like they traditionally did not play young players like uh, people point to liverpool I'm like oh trent alexander arnold that's what Jurgen klopp does like he came from a club where they play young players like he came from he came from a country where academy systems are so ingrained in the culture that like it's not uncommon to see 18 19 year olds playing in like the bundesliga and rafa coached there and he's grown up in environments like real madrid where their academy systems the same way where it's like they have a great academy, but a lot of these guys don't get shots until they're 22, 23, 24. Even if they're already on, like, they're starring for the Spanish national team, B team, they're not even getting shots because that's the, the gravity, the level of club that he's been at. So I don't know. I, I'm, it's not that surprising Rafa thinks this way, but uh, he's also never been in a situation where, like, the owner just refuses to buy players. So I think now he's making more of a, a forefront. And you have to – you can't deny that – Sean Longstaff's play has definitely played a part in Rafa's change of heart as it
2: relates to academies. Yeah. I yeah, I hope. I mean, I my best hope is that we invest in the academy and in our first team, but, but you know, I'm not going to get too ahead of ourselves, you know. <laughs> can't can't have everything in life. All right, so next thing is Key's coming home he's coming home. oh gosh <laughs> it's not good though uh you think that when key arrives you're like yes it's about time but uh he's injured yeah but it's not as bad as like apparently
3: it's not as bad according to chris whoa chris wah i don't know how to say his name he pointed out that it wasn't as bad as people think it is it like yeah, well, basically South Korea overreacted and like just didn't handle it well, so they just sent him home.
2: Interesting because I heard something a little different that he obviously injured injured in his first match. They were they thought it would be about for three weeks, and then he just came back this week and then re aggravated that injury, so they sent him home. Yes. Okay, and then he's saying it's not a big deal. I think I think
3: he's saying like that it might be that like they it was more of the fact that south korea doesn't know how to treat and like they didn't they didn't treat the injury well like he didn't have the proper rehabilitation recovery needed for the injury they just told him to sit down for 3 weeks and then he played again which like that's not like i tore my meniscus and like if i just like i could walk fine like 3 weeks later but i obviously still needed surgery and rehabilitation that's an extreme example but like if i had tried to run while with the torn meniscus even though I, it felt fine it would still be a torn meniscus which is a relatively easy problem to fix if you know what you're doing and i think he was saying that basically alluding this like south korea given that they're in a tournament probably don't have access to you know the best medical staff and such at this moment in time just wasn't handling the injury correctly. And it was just better off for him to stay here. That being said, I wouldn't expect him to play anytime soon. Not within the next two weeks, at least.
2: Yeah. All righty. Well, long staff. It is then until then. Um, And now what's this news about Andy Carroll? Uh. (laughs) Uh, well, speaking the, of Academy and all that stuff
3: earlier. Well, so the, the first news was <laughs> West Ham in their pursuit of John Joe Shelby. Um, and this is, folks, this is why you don't spend all your money in the summer. Um, they know that they don't have the money to, one, he's not for sale. But even if he was for sale, his asking price would be above 18 million pounds in this inflated English market, et cetera, et cetera. So they actually offered Cash a cash plus Andy Carroll deal to Newcastle, which <laughs> Newcastle <laughs> declined for obvious reasons, um, and <laughs> instead, um, like <laughs> we're finding out, Andy Carroll is going to be available in the summer for possibly there the the claims are saying that it could be as low as two million pounds. And Spurs are interested because, of course, they have an issue at the striker position, and you know he could be a temporary solution. So, yeah, uh, he's available. Greg, what do you say? I
2: mean, sure, like bring <laughs> yeah. him on.
3: You know, if you, I think he would be the perfect short-term fix for if this. By the way, just still funniest thing we've heard: uh, Hasseluu rumored to be and in, have interest in the from a Chinese club. If that sale goes through, this is a good short-term fix and then you have a little bit of extra cash to spend on someone else or to pay a loan fee or something like that.
2: So, I, yeah, I wouldn't And hate honestly, that. if Andy Carroll is, just tries to stay healthy and like our style of play might suit him a little bit with like doing the 3-4-3 lineup like we did against Cardiff because we're like swinging the ball into the box a lot and obviously he's pretty big dude in comparison to most other strikers or or even center backs so he can i mean if he's willing to stay healthy and get up in the air and get his head on the ball i bet you he'll score just like i mean not like he did when he was last with us but uh i'm sure it would go well and you know he's he's a hometown guy so you you kind of always want that to come back and it to work but Yeah, he's kind of played himself into the laughable role now. Yeah, like it won't
3: be a move that's like – it won't be a move that makes everyone mad, but it will also be a move in which like everyone will make fun – like fans will make fun of like Newcastle for bringing back Andy Carroll when he's clearly not the same Andy Carroll that left Newcastle. Um, But I don't know. I think it would be interesting because I think if he's playing – if he has the same role Haslou has, which is like the occasional start here or there, um, and games that really don't matter, and coming off the bench, then I don't hate. I think that he would be, you know, a good piece add because him being somewhat productive is better than Oslo. and he also is likely to not get injured because he's not playing as much. You would hope, but yeah. still.
2: <laughs> All right. So next bit: Iranian left back Milad yeah. Mohammadi. Oh yeah. What do you know about
3: this dude? Um know something big. Well, so in the World Cup. I don't know if you've heard of the World Cup.
2: Uh, uh, not yet, no.
3: Yeah, uh, so this guy was at the World <laughs> Cup. Uh, he's starting left back for Iran. And uh, in their, this was I think this was the group stage. Um, they are playing Spain, and this was, like, they needed to, like, score because that group was wild. They needed to score to, like, have a chance to – Possibly, like qualify. I don't. I don't even remember. They basically need a score, and like he he does this. He tries to do the uh, the front flip throw in, which is like such a how do I say this? Such a like irrelevant league move. Like you you don't see that in the Premier League ever. But he tried to do it, and you don't see it at the World Cup, especially. Um, you see it at the African Cup of Nations all the time. But anyway, yeah. uh, he tried to do it, and it was just. Didn't work at all. He just, like, completely failed. And so that's a video that's out there. But uh, this is a guy that we're linked to. Um, He plays in Russia. Uh, I don't really know how expensive he would be. His transfer mark value is a little under 4 mil at, like, 3.15 million. So actually really closer to 3 million pounds. He obviously said plays in Russia, made 18 appearances this season, uh, 16 in the Russian Premier League. He has a goal this season. Yeah, he seems like a decent player. His value skyrocketed after the World Cup, so I think he's been playing well since then. But I don't know. It could be a similar situation as an Akraf Lazar, or it could be a Fabian share. So you're going after an international player. Um, But I don't know. It would be interesting. No one really knows much about him, but we are, uh, I don't know, we're linked to him. So good for us, I guess.
2: Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, there's no really other transfer news. There's a you know player in Italy that we are linked to, but I don't really trust the source from it. And there's same old. Um, next thing is Mike Ashley is getting into a new business plan.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he's buying he's buying another failing business.
2: Yeah, uh, yep.
3: HMV, which is like a music store, which. like okay I'm not a business person I don't study business I study the business of sport I guess Um, so I understand teams and sports and like corporate sales and all that stuff but I think that if you're buying like a music store that's not a good investment in this day and age of like streaming services like you're asking for failure like I don't know like I don't think people go to the store to buy CDs or albums anymore I don't know. That's, like, why the brand is failing. No one does that anymore. You just go on iTunes or Spotify. Is
2: it like a record store? I don't know. Hmm. It's a music chain. It's a music Maybe Maybe some of our British listeners can... Okay, it's a public entertainment... Okay, it's
3: definitely not a streaming thing because first article related to it after after I click on this BBC article is did streaming finish off H and So
1: probably.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it sells physical it. music Amazing. in the UK.
2: Yeah. Music, film, and TV.
3: It's like so a it's blockbuster.
2: Like block- <laughs> I was just about to say that. Which it's like has- a blockbuster that has like music.
3: Yeah. Is I think there's only one blockbuster left. I think it's in Bend Oregon, actually. I'm pretty sure it's in Bend Oregon. Wow. Yeah.
2: Any listeners in Bend, or- Bend, Oregon, please confirm. Yeah,
3: we have a listener in Bend, Oregon. One of my friends. Oh, well. Yeah, his name is Zach.
2: Zach. Yeah. Why don't you give us a shout out and let us know how that blockbuster is. Maybe send a pic. Yeah. Tag it to at CHN Radio. I'll, radio. I'll let him know. That would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> Zach, uh, obvious listener of CHN Radio. Zach Height. Yeah, Zach Height. That's All right. <laughs> um next thing is a little bit of protest update and actually you'll hear in graham's interview we actually talked about protests and then this came out after the interview so i would have literally minutes after the interview yeah that's that's how podcasting works ladies and gentlemen as soon as you're done doing something Big news breaks. <laughs> yeah.
3: It would have been crazy if we'd interviewed Warren Barn about the takeover and then, like, the takeover had happened. like Because we, we asked him about, like, Mike Ashley and stuff. And Tony Evans, yeah. too. like And they had a lot to say about, you know, the ownership and blah, blah, blah. It just yeah. would have been funny if, like, right after it's like,
2: oh, Newcastle has <laughs> taken
3: over. But anyway.
2: All right. So, uh, yeah, Magpie Group uh, for the Man City game coming up uh, next Tuesday uh they're planning a sit-in yeah i'm fine with that
3: yeah uh, what it, like what would a sit-in look like at a soccer so i that's what i was wondering i well, just they, did, did, they did, did, didn't west
2: ham do that very poorly last year it was like it was very uh wild but they refused to leave and it got out of hand and it's pretty bad oh. So they would just like not leave the match. Yeah, you just refuse to leave because they have the, the police and security and employees have like a certain amount of time they have to clear the stadium by for security reasons. And you would just protest. You'd refuse to leave. I wonder if they would – I wonder
3: if it could also be – because they want – because part of it is that this game is going to be broadcast on television. I mean, obviously it's a Tuesday game in the – like that's going to be yeah. on TV. Um, I wonder if they're going to try to do like a sit-in like, you know uh, – civil rights movement style where you like just sit in like in front of the gate or something ridiculous like that so that you get to no, stay in
2: your seats. Just well, how does that get TV leave.
3: coverage? I mean, I guess like,
2: I don't know. Oh, It did. I mean, look at West Ham. They got tons of it. That's fair. Okay. And, and things changed. I mean the owner started buying like paying for players. It didn't change in the table, but yeah,
3: yeah like they, they, <laughs> that's but crazy. The rise and fall of West Ham. It. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like um, they spent
3: so much money in, in summer yeah what are your thoughts so you don't hate it i don't hate no, it oh
2: no i don't hate it um it, it's funny magpie groups coming kind of out of the dark after their debacle and well just announce a protest so okay
3: to be fair they they have it's not them coming out of the dark it's just like they were they didn't have a like all their events were planned literally actually for february so they had taken a break and they came back earlier in this month and sent out a schedule of like what they were going to do they're like okay, hey we're going to do that. protests and we're going to do a boycott of the i think they're boycotting the huddersfield game i think i'm pretty sure it's it might be the huddersfield game yeah i'm pretty sure they're boycotting the huddersfield game
2: so and, our live yeah show is going to be the boycott game yes nice
3: yeah so uh, but i'm pretty sure graham's still going <laughs> when yeah. we talk about it um but I'm pretty sure, I'm like, and I'll obviously come clean on Thursday when we record this again, if I'm wrong. But, um, but I'm pretty sure they, they, I remember they announced when they were doing another boycott, I'm pretty sure it was Huddersfield. But yeah, they put out a schedule of like, this is when we're going to do our next boycott. Um, and like, I think they put a couple protests on there. So it's not like completely out of the dark. They just, it just like, they were doing stuff pretty much every single week last year and like drumming up a lot of interest and people were tweeting at them all the time and so it's just like they kind of went silent and then they tweeted out some stuff but they just aren't tweeting as frequently so it's not completely out of the dark but it is it did come as a surprise because it was just a weird time to announce something especially because it was like the evening time in america like on the east coast which means it was like nighttime in the uk
2: so it was interesting yeah um yeah i mean i'm i'm All for it. I just hope it doesn't get into that crazy. Like, right before the city game, you know, one of the fanzine people that I'm not going to mention puts out an article talking about, like, if you don't sit in, then you've never supported newcastle your whole life bs that they did which is um, so just, which why don't you sounds just, like a, a way a way less intimidating threat than if you don't boycott
3: if you don't yeah. fit in which sounds yeah. like <laughs> sounds like it's like do you want me to exercise What what is that
2: yeah okay. yeah yeah so i just hope they do the right thing and just do what's right because we all want the same thing at the end of the day I'm going
3: All to right. put out an article actually. It's going to say if you don't sit in, you must support exercise and enjoy walking or something like that. Also, <laughs> this has to, it's cannot, we cannot go on without mentioning. Did you actually, you saw, did you see the announcement? Like, I'm sure you saw it, right? With like, an like the, their announcement the- of the sit in.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, the picture
3: with the yeah the picture with yeah. them like blurry. <laughs> it blurring looked like anonymous, look which is like a hacking group in America. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what I thought of.
3: Yeah, that's it was exactly just really that's funny because yeah, it was just like it was kind of cool, but it's also just like I, I I then someone explained someone tweeted at the coming of Newcastle account giving a reason why because everyone was making fun of them for it because it was funny, um, but. They were basically saying like if they had revealed their faces, there could be um like like they could be on a watch list per se and denied just night like, entry, denied entry which makes stuff, sense. Yeah. But yeah. if you, if you if it's a widespread sit-in, then how much is that really gonna make a difference? Yeah.
2: All right, well let's uh, let's let's start with Graham. Um, okay. So we we sat down. Well, I don't know. You could you two could have been standing, but I sat down. I was. And <laughs> we had a wonderful call with Graham Bell, his first live interview on the podcast. He's appeared a couple times and kind of given us the state of club. So we're going to talk about a bunch of things about uh, the match that we just won, three nothing away, the lads, mm-hmm. and then some future you know best matches. what Chick-fil-A. to expect best player. Chick fil A. I love I love our Chick fil A and we have a lot of it unfortunately yeah. you can't eat through a podcast but mm. your stomach's going to be talking to you after this one. Oh, yeah. so oh well, uh, sit back relax and enjoy all right we're here with the best season ticket holder in newcastle history graham the man how
0: you, how you doing it's nice to be live
2: yeah yeah i
0: nice. know right
2: you've You've been just giving your full on rants during international breaks now we got you live,
0: yeah, so now you can like just hang up on us when I get too carried away,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just click the button and we will be good to go.
0: no, we would never yeah.
2: want to do that to you
0: oh that's okay that's nice that's <laughs> nice to know,
2: yeah, so uh, we works out to have you on uh, you know with a long break in between international breaks, we definitely wanted to keep uh keep you coming on the podcast to give your updates first question before we really get into it how's the book we've mentioned the book a few times
0: (laughs) I mean it's coming along quite well I mean it it was delayed but um, I'm hoping to get it done like I was supposed to originally it was supposed to be done by the end of this month but now it's looking likely the end of February so um, okay still still uh, right around the corner yeah, yeah, well, hopefully, I mean, still,
3: still ahead of schedule of my book.
0: <laughs> so you haven't even started yeah?
3: No, no, I don't even know what I'm going to call it. I don't even know what I'm going to write about, but it's happening at yeah. some point.
0: Uh, you, should be be in that race. You. you should write about chick- what is it, Chick-fil-A or whatever?
2: <laughs> oh, chi- Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yes.
0: Yeah, write about that.
2: Oh yeah, I mean it is so. Uh- a- wonderful chicken sandwich graham
0: mm. well it'll be a bestseller the book so i think i think you should write about that
2: I, actually and graham i don't even i don't know if you even know but if somebody did write a book about chick-fil-a there's a lot of material because not only the food is amazing but the corporation is certainly a hot topic in <laughs> America. yeah yeah oh, pretty controversial be, yeah so uh that could actually end up being a pretty good book elijah get on it um, I don't want to burn any bridges, so I will just focus
3: solely on the food and the football.
2: Chick-fil-A. However, Chick Fil A, if you are interested in sponsoring the podcast, uh, just shoot us over an email, and uh, we'd be happy to.
0: uh they can also sponsor like like St James's Park. Like, don't like obviously take the name and rights, but replace yeah. Sports Direct with Chick Fil A.
2: Yeah, there's these red, white, and blue signs that need to be replaced. Um, yeah. So if you guys play park. (laughs) Oh
0: no. I would I would usually say like to the highest bidder, but like to the lowest bidder because (laughs) I want to get rid of the sports direct signs, please.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Well let's let's start by talking in the place where those signs are. Mm. Just Okay. just, Just a mere a day ago from recording this podcast you guys will listen to this a a couple days later than this but there was a sighting of hadem sharer arfa (laughs) yeah
0: i mean (laughs) so it was uh, incredible
2: yeah like so what like you were there tell us about it
0: well (laughs) for his first one i I was actually because he was it was um you know, shooting towards the Gallagher, so that's where I sit. So I got a, a really good view of his first one. It it like it was almost as if he was like, you know what? You lads just aren't up to it today. Leave <laughs> it to me. I'll I'll just go on this long run. Nah, not passing to you. Nah, not you either. Then then he's not even left footed and he just <laughs> just slots it in without a care in the world. And he's like, he's so like, nonchalant. It's unreal. It's because it's he's Swiss, I think.
2: Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, and he's used to running to the mountains so he can just burn anyone on the pitch. Yeah. But well, it, I, it, I, I love it, when they score goals, but they keep their pace up in their celebration. So he's like, he, he scored the goal, but kept running. I, I love when players do that. So he I just used his pace to the corner flag. And I was just like, I was so hyped. <laughs> it was
0: amazing. I'm glad he stopped though with our injury crisis at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: man. Good point. Maybe I shouldn't like that as much. No. <laughs> well, so I I saw this picture on Twitter and it was a still shot of Cher when he got the ball on the sideline. And they said it said if if this was Messi scoring from this position, it'd be on every television for the next week. <laughs>
0: That is true, but um, I also saw something that was, that's probably even more true. If Van Dyke had a done it, all the media over here would have been going off on one. Yeah. So amazing. Like, oh, it's such a bargain that he was bought for, what, 50 million? We bought share for three. <laughs> <laughs> we shot, we the bought share for a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Actually.
3: Let's uh Dick <laughs> Filet are you listening? Look at us yeah. flawlessly in- incorporating your, your your products into this podcast. Jeez.
2: Yeah, I mean that was that was glorious. And sure. yeah. And his second goal was a nice little Ron Jeremy tribute.
3: I mean Wow. <laughs> that was I mean family friendly podcast.
2: Yeah, I guess. Kids don't look that up.
3: Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Please.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, he scored a yeah, goal. His second one, like you know, it hit him and went in. But I suppose you have to be in the right position. Exactly.
2: I mean, that's all it takes. Yeah. Something yeah, other was-
3: players couldn't do. So. <laughs> and, the, I, me, I,
2: and his celebration on that one was great because it like seemed like he. It's like yeah, I meant to do that. Like that was yeah a- obvious. I'll, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well for me it was like yeah, he got two goals but he was outstanding defensively as well. Yeah. He was just it was just the man of the match by a country mile for me. It was just it was just outstanding. Outstanding and I've been impressed with him all season. I was screaming for him to start. I think I may have mentioned it on this pod. Um quite a few times when he wasn't starting I was like why isn't he why isn't he on that pitch because Lascelles was out of form and Cher for me his passing is unreal and him and Lejeune together it's just it's what we've been crying out for for a long time playing out from the back it's it's good it's 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 what we've needed
3: yeah. Um so as, as as a match as at like the match as a whole, uh what do you think of the whole match? What what are your key takeaways for Newcastle?
0: I mean clean sheet is always good because I think Debravka, especially after his mistake against United, his confidence is it, it must have been shaken a little bit. So I was happy for him. He, he kept the clean sheet um, I thought we I mean we c- controlled the game, they didn't really they didn't really scare us too much, they had a few few chances but it it wasn't as if like in other games where I've been sat there going they're going to score here mm-hmm. I, d- I didn't think that at all, there was not no real threat from them what we nullified it quite well with the with Lejeune and Cher coming out from the back. The Cardiff lads were so um, they were concentrating on Mark and Richie and Yedlin, so it left the Lejeune and Cher so much space to so just drive through the middle. Um, so I thought Rafa was spot on with his tactics. Um, standout players Perez. I know Greg, you're going to be like give over but he was he was outstanding as well. Um his runs off the ball um were tremendous. He was his passing was good. He wasn't getting shrugged off the ball as much. Um and Longstaff played really well and Rondon, his hold up play, it, it's like he's made of glue. It's oh. it's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Everything was sticking to him, and when you compare his hold-up play to, uh, Housalu, it's like <laughs> night and day. Really, it's, it, it, it's just a joke. <laughs> Real well,
3: Madrid's Housalu.
2: Yeah, Real Madrid's Housalu. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Never forget.
0: Uh, I can't. I can't.
2: <laughs> and and Barcelona target Iosu Perez. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh,
0: but you know, <laughs> Iose gets too much stick. I think. But,
2: yeah, I, hmm. there's definitely the side that is, you know, uh, there. There's both sides to Iose. There's people that support him or, or, or try to support him, and there's people that are just against him. I'm definitely, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, I'm definitely against him. And no you know, way, I've, I've heard, I've heard the arguments like, oh, we only bought him for one and a half. Minutes. Yeah, yeah, we're, he's expected to start in the ten in the Premier League. He needs to do better, and it, and I will like I do give him credit when he does well. And for this match, he did well. And I don't have, I mean, I I can only think of one mistake that he made all game is a chance that he had in the box that he botched. But then he scored. Yeah. He completely erased that mistake with a goal. So I think I agree with you. I think he did a a really good job. Um, now let's see him do that against you know a mid-table side or a top six or
0: something like that's, that that's one of the issues with him he's far too inconsistent yeah um i mean if he if he played like he did yesterday every week no one would say a bad word about him
2: oh yeah for sure and okay. and he'd also be sold for 50 mil
0: <laughs> probably more
2: yeah probably more um so so given the team we're sitting right now in 17th place uh we're a little over halfway where what do you think of the team this year? Say, uh, just imagine, let's just be realistic, I think, and say we don't sign anybody in January. This team this year, what do you think about them and where will they finish?
0: I'd take seventeen. Oh,
2: my gosh, I yeah, sounds, I'd sign up right now.
0: That sounds really depressing, and it's uh, the way things are under Ashley, but we guaranteed we won't sign anyone this month. I mean, what date are we on, the 18th, 19th? Twenty. Twentieth. Oh my god. Right. Okay. Well Yeah, so eleven days left and we haven't even attempted to do anything. So can't see it. This team, it stays up because of Rafa. That's yeah. it. If yeah. if Rafa walks before then, I, I reckon we we go down. Can't see him doing that because he's such a a he's such a nice guy that he he wants to just Finish off his contract and then he'll he'll go because he won't get the assurances from from Ashley that's for sure so but this team I mean we've got some we we do have quality there, but there's just not enough of it all over the pitch um but I would say we would finish I reckon we'll finish about thirteenth fourteenth love that. Yeah, I agree. It'll be tight. It's gonna be it'll be tight all the way. Um, I reckon it'll go down the last uh, few games of the season before we say if it won't be like last last year.
3: I I beg it. to differ. I think it's I think it's starting to play itself out. Like uh as you, I think the as of today, Huddersfield and Fulham are pretty far behind uh everyone else. So it seems yeah. like the bottom two spots are solidified. If you can get a a good run of a few games, you can kind of separate yourself from the rest of the six other teams around us are all in like 21, 22 points, but we'll see. We'll see. And don't Mm -hmm. count out us making a signing in January because Rafa and Mike Ashley just met yesterday about January. (laughs) There's 11 days left and they're just now sitting down to talk about targets.
2: Oh, can't
3: wait! That's that's <laughs> Yeah,
0: the conversation went like this: Rafa said, "Where's the money, Mike?" and Mike said, "In my pocket, Rafa. You're not getting anything."
2: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, it's pro- you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: Um, so, kind of sticking with looking at the season as a whole, um, who have you, who's been your best and who's been your worst player uh, this season?
0: Uh, that is a good question. <laughs> Uh, Eli Sorensen <laughs> That's your best player <laughs> um, I, I mean my best player um, I would say Cher, not just because of yesterday I just, I think I'm in love with him, uh, don't <laughs> okay. him like that, um, but honestly I I think he's an absolute snip for 3 million yeah. he's, he's been great Every, Every game he's played, like, yeah, I think he gave away a penalty. Was it against Chelsea, I think. But that's the that's the only mistake I, I can think of that he's made.
2: Mm-hmm. And you know what? He has such an underrated passing ability. People he, don't talk got, about his passing ability enough. I think like, – I beg to differ. I think that know, was, like,
3: the one thing we knew about him before he got here was that he was – that was what everyone was saying, that he this guy can play really good balls. He's a good passer. I think that's all I knew about him for sure. I, I but, him. You,
2: but my point is, have you seen anybody talk about it since we signed him?
3: I think I, mm-hmm. you know, on Twitter people talk about it during the matches. But. And,
2: and that's it. Yeah, like, I mean, before we signed Hasalu, all I heard about was that he scored three goals in 60 minutes at, at, at Real Madrid. But, like, I mean, that doesn't mean anything when it comes to it. I mean, it, it, like, I, people aren't talking about it enough. That's fair. I think people no, are not talking it, about
3: it that he used to be a banker. That's what people aren't talking about. They mentioned that on the broadcast, and I was like, "Wow, typical
2: Swiss it's, banker." Uh, this guy yeah, was a from, banker
0: from Switzerland. What the act? Yeah,
2: got a banker's well, that, brace yesterday. Love it.
0: I think uh, I think people need to stop um, saying, "Oh, well, he got relegated last year with uh, Deportivo." So. You know he might not be able to make the step up. He's proven it for me. For me, he's proven that he can. Um right.
3: yeah, I, I don't know. think there was anything for him to prove. He was he was the starting he was the starting center back on one of the better teams in the World Cup. I don't even know why there was even a question on. Oh, he didn't do well with Deportivo. He was put in a situation that was out of his control, much like Newcastle. You could you could argue where it's like, like yeah, he he played well his the rest of his team didn't and one man can't you know pull up an entire team especially if you're a center back i mean he can't go in and score the goals for them i mean he just did for newcastle but you get the point yeah i I agree with you graham
0: yep and um worst player oh um uh that that (laughs) was that was quite easy i suppose um I feel sorry for him in a way because people are gonna get on his back. It's like I always say, um, but for me, he he shouldn't be anywhere near that side. And can I actually can I add two more players to this?
3: Oh, go ahead, please do.
0: Um, Kennedy and Hayden. Um, Kennedy, he's looked a shadow of himself um, from last year. Um, this year he's been shocking, um, simple, and uh, Hayden doesn't want to be there and he's playing like it, although yesterday was improved. But maybe he's just because it's the shop window time, maybe he's stepped it up a bit. Of course. Or has yeah. that been hard?
1: <laughs> no,
3: that I think you're right. I, I think Hayden hasn't been good all season. I was shocked. I think everyone was dreading the fact that we had to play him, especially after that match he had alongside Diame. And everyone was like, "Ugh, this is not good."
0: Well, well, that's the that's the problem. We shouldn't be in this position. Players who don't want to be at the club playing week in week out, we shouldn't be left in that position. It's it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and and you're you're kind of headed into my next question. So we we have we have obviously have a new protest group that that recently were brought up. That coupled with you know the failure, in my opinion, of the Magpie Group, and obviously I mean, there's there's a shared discontent. Obviously, from uh, the fans are all on the same page. Supporters are all on the same page that something needs to change, and we all know what the change needs to be. But I guess we're disagreeing on how to get there. So, just I guess talk to me about that. Like, you're, I guess it's a little bit of a state of a club, but also add in like with the protest. What do you think needs to be done? What What do you support happening?
0: I think um, <laughs> the Magpie Group had the right idea. They, you know, they tried to get loads of people involved, and then, you know, they made a few big mistakes and, and then once you do that you lose the momentum, you lose the faith of, of fans around you um, I mean for me cancelling the boycott, yeah you can maybe say oh there wouldn't have been that many people joining in anyway but you won't know until you've gone ahead and done it um, and the thing is cancelling that off of the back of an interview where i could tell that ashley was lying through his teeth he was stumbling over every single word and i cannot believe how people you know thought that was true for me it was just obvious that he was lying yeah and
2: and i'll i'll back that up because you or the, I mean, literally from the second that interview was aired, you were on it and you said there's no way he's telling the truth. I don't believe anything he says. And so I will say, like, if people don't believe what Graham's saying, it's true. You can even look at his Twitter. I mean, he was – he's, he's took this this lane the whole entire process. He's, he's yep. stuck with it the whole way.
0: Well, so I'm, what do you think I,
2: about this new uh, – the Lees's Flags group starting a new one? Do you know anything about that? Do you, something well, that you can get behind?
0: I mean – of course I'm behind it if like you know they 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 want change, it depends how they're going to go about it um obviously, we don't want things to go the wrong way and you know put the club in a, a and the fans in a bad light i'm I'm pretty sure they wouldn't do it, but um they've been pretty secretive so far um it's for me it's not. It's not complicated. One one group, I don't care who runs it, what opinions they have. For me, it should just be one group because we all want the same thing. We want the cancer out of the club, which is Mike Ashley. So I think we should put aside any personal differences we've had in the past. Like, like I say, yes, the Magpie group... Um, they made some mistakes and I, and i i was pretty cr- critical of them at one stage um when they you know they failed to tell a group of fans going down to shirebrook for the sports direct um protest and i was critical of them then but for me <laughs> we should get behind one group because too many groups there's too many opinions it'll start clashes and then that'll get in the way of you know being proactive about getting Ashley out of the club, which is the main objective of it at the end of the day, you know, so for me, it should just be one group leading it. That's what i think
3: yeah and I agree, and it's interesting to see uh this new group uh united against Ashley or whatever they are um there is multiple different you know popular Twitter accounts and such. Uh, asking them the same question like a couple days after they were formed, like why haven't you just formed with the Magpie Group? Why don't you talk to them? Why don't you guys work together? And they really had no answer for it. And it's that's kind of telling when it's like you're not even really willing to consider merging the groups, at least from one perspective. I think there was multiple people associated with the Magpie Group that were asking the the same questions, and it's it was interesting to see they're just like pretty much unwilling to merge, uh, like. Into one group, which was I don't know I don't know what that says, but it doesn't doesn't sound like it's a good thing. No,
0: and it too many groups is too many voices, and that's always a problem. Um, and it's been a problem with our fan base for some time. You know, St James's Park, it's not what it used to be at all. Um, the away following, uh, going to away away days. Uh, the atmosphere there um, if someone puts a it does a misplaced pass you know there's no groans or anything like that it's it's of always supporting the lads and that's the way I think St James's Park should be um, it's not helping with Ashley being there but you know just get behind the lads and like Rafa said he's spot on like he usually is We, you know we did so well last year because everyone was in it together, going in the same direction. But now it's so fractured. Everyone's fed up, understandably so. But it shouldn't stop from on a match day, no matter if it's home or away, getting behind the lads and just going for it, making St. James' Park a fortress again. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. And and on to more positive note. So what's been uh, your best memory of the season? at any match so
0: far. Whew. um <laughs> there hasn't been that many has there. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh I'll have to go with yesterday to be honest. Um because it, yesterday or Bournemouth, um both really really good displays. Um it wasn't just the scoreline, it was the performance. Um and you know yesterday we controlled the game, and that's what that's what I like to see. I, I like to see us compete and being able to uh, you know, challenge teams and, and scare them, because Cardiff were scared yesterday. Um, I know Neil Warner came out and said oh, there was positives to take out of it from a Cardiff point of view, but I struggled to see the positives if I was a Cardiff fan, to oh, be honest. Sure. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's a good one. Yeah, I, I'm i just, like, trying to think back myself. And, like, yeah, Burnmouth, that was our second win, I think, of the season. Yeah, it was Watford, Burnmouth, and Burnley, I think, was our three in a row.
0: Yeah, three um, in a row.
2: That stretch was amazing. Obviously, you can only take one game, but that was probably the most dominant of the three. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, really good there. Um, so I have two, two final questions for you. Okay. One is, what is – where's the best place in newcastle for a match day meal and beer and the last the last question is if you could go back in any newcastle match in history and watch it live what match would you pick
0: okay right um so for a match day meal does it have to can i choose two places one for like a pint and then one for a meal yeah Okay, always go to the strawberry before a game. And then for a meal, go to the City Tavern. It's an amazing place. Like tucked out of the way off of uh, Northumberland Street. It's where I got married actually. Um, And it's it's a proper pub. It's nice. But if you want atmosphere um, before a game, after a game, go to the strawberry. You know it's not far to walk to no. going out the stadium, <laughs> so on know
2: how drunk you already are,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and right. oh yeah, the second question um that's a tough one, but that, that is a tough one i I would say um either the five 0 thrashing of man United or uh, uh you can only oh. pick one. Oh, okay. Well, well was... was... oh. Oh. <laughs> Can I not have two? If you give me two, then I'd go back to that one and the three two of Barcelona.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Okay. But if you had one, what would it be? The 5-0 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a I that's a good one. I think uh Elijah, who who said that? Was that Tony Evans that said that he would go to see that one? I think he did. Yeah, Tony Evans. If you're not familiar with him, Graham, he's a reporter. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he said he had that one. That was good. Uh, Warren (laughs) Barton had an awesome one. Was a, um, oh my gosh, it was against Sunderland. Who was it? Which Sunderland match was it that Warren Barton said? Do you remember?
3: No. I don't have a good memory. I'm old.
2: (laughs) You're like 12. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember which one. I'll I'll have to – I mean, we'll we'll be seeing Warren in a month. I'll ask him again.
0: Was it the 5-1? No, it
2: it wasn't – maybe it was 5-1. But I I don't – I could be wrong, but I don't think that was the one. Okay. But that was a great day too. I mine I don't think we've ever shared ours,
3: Elijah. Mine would we be did. we definitely shared ours because we, uh, we stole this segment from
2: London is Blue. Because they uh, asked us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mine Barcelona is a that'd probably be my number two, Graham. But uh my mm-hmm. number one would be in Milan.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just to be there in Milan with Newcastle. That'd be amazing. Would, yeah. Mulan was a great movie. Yeah. The
0: fine old, the Fine Old one as well. That was good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fine old. that's another good show. Elijah.
3: <laughs> you guys I uh, just flew under the radar. I just said yeah, yeah. Mulan was a great movie.
2: Mulan.
3: <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I said uh the match. I forget what
2: did I say? I <laughs> we are forgetting.
3: I think I said the Arsenal match. That
2: we oh about. Yeah, yeah yeah that's a great one too or CSA's goal at stanford bridge yeah one of so those so many so many all right graham well it was a pleasure you coming on we are gonna have you on again soon and many more times but keep okay. the faith scream louder than everyone else drink more than everyone else
3: oh yeah oh on the, <laughs> graham you should just video chat us at halftime during the uh that that match? Okay. What match is that? Is that Huddersfield that we're watching? Because well, Warren's—he just decided that he's going to watch the match with us at 8 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So he's going to okay. be there. So you should uh, video chat us, and we'll—you can talk to him.
0: Deal. I'll—I um, don't know if you'll be able to hear me, but um <laughs> or even understand me. Well, no, just go, go. Just in hold the your
2: phone up in your section, and we'll just put Warren on. <laughs> and then they'll yeah. just freak out. Yeah.
0: They really will, but yeah, I can do that. That's no problem. Okay.
2: Well, it's been a pleasure, Graham. Away the lads, and we'll definitely talk to you soon.
0: No worries. Thanks for having me on, lads. Take care. Thanks. Cheers.
2: Cheers. All right, and that's the interview with Graham Bell. We're gonna pretty much go right from there into the match. We're not, like I mentioned, we're not gonna do a full match preview or review, but um. It's there's a lot of positive, there's a lot of negative, but at the end of the day, w- for right now, in the now, we won 3-0 against Cardiff, and we just looked way better than them in pretty much all facets. So we're going to get right into the three words, and some of you guys are gross <laughs> just mentioning that, or actually one of you, but uh, um, this is a like a, a non-explicit podcast, so some of y'all's uh, three words I can't really say. <laughs> Um, I can get away with some things, but the degenerate uh, profile really—I mean, he lived up to his name. Okay. Um. So, some guy named Elijah commented, said Warren's buying pints. True. Please. Please. Um, yeah. I love,
3: I he he tweeted at, like which was wild because I I was so I was watching he was call- he he uh, he did the dortmund leipzig game he was in germany watching this like before the dortmund leipzig game in i guess rb leipzig stadium just watching this match he, and tweeting wasn't, about it
2: he wasn't he was he wasn't, well, wasn't there yeah but like we'd like to think he was there from from his in his wonderful office that looks like a studio in la well what the do you think they record that they definitely have a booth in la yeah, they do. Yeah, that's how most of it's done. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, anyway. you you'd want it to be live. It's better live, but and you can tell sometimes when it's not live. But you know that's pretty expensive if you're just gonna fly everybody around the world. Just, if, <laughs>
3: I mean, if you base them out, because like I feel like Warren only does Bundesliga. So if you just yeah. base them out of Germany, then it's not expensive.
2: Yeah, but, but I think San Diego might be a little better than Germany. Just in my terms thought. Of living there. Yeah, quality oh. of life. Uh, have you been in Germany? Uh, I've been close. Oh, no, Germany is nice. It's really clean there. Yeah, like you know, they have four seasons though, and why have four seasons when you can have just live in the nicest one year round? That's fair. I don't know yeah. what that's like. I live in the south. So <laughs>
3: It's just gross in
2: the summer, weird in the winter, and it's like the highs are from like sixty to eighty five year round. Like it never gets worse or better than that, or hotter than that. I mean, Mm. yeah, it doesn't suck at all. All right, so Warren's buying pints. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. well, basically Um, he tweeted
3: at the players like congratulating him and stuff.
2: Yeah, funny. Um, and then Don. Smick Ultra, he said, "Ugly as Warnick." I I don't know what Don Trevor Dref- It was the match, Ugly as Warnick. I don't I mean, think the really match bad. was ugly though. I don't. I didn't
3: agree that's with why... that at all. I thought it was like like easily one of the more enjoyable matches to watch this season. Well, and we won three 0 So well, yeah, guaranteed. that's true. But I mean, like in general, like like. Newcastle, like, they were moving the ball around. It wasn't just, like, yeah. us
2: sitting back and absorbing pressure or, like, people just hoofing it up the field. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Trevor keeping keeping the brand intact, saying is still shite. Okay. Um, <laughs> love it. Um, Bradley Lump- Lupton, you find him at Bradley Lupton 3. said, excellent team performance. Definitely agree with that. Good shout there. Uh, Steve, I'm going to say Steve Senor. but it could be Steve senior. And then you can find him at Steve Jade and Rondon man mountain. Definitely. He had a great game. Uh, Paul Burton at Pablo Diablo 67. He put a parentheses. A share is born, which I love. I'll, I'll, I'll let the a slide on that one for three words. Um, Shola's right peg that Fabian Ben Sharfa. (laughs) That's good. I love that one. Um, San Marino said, take my wife. (laughs) I (laughs) hold.
3: is that directed to? Is that directed to us? Because we are in relationships.
2: (laughs) Uh, So he said, take my wife. So, uh, all right. (laughs) Um, And one lost muffin makes an appearance. Says, boost to morale. With a question mark. So boost to morale? And I would say yes. I would I would hope yeah. so. Two wins in a row seems like a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott Dean said, he said, he spelled out the full word, but I'm just going to say effing massive three, which definitely agree. And if we were an explicit podcast, I would say out loud. So sorry, Scott. And then Simon Hardy said, F you Rio. Obviously bleeping out a little bit there. So also true. Love that. And then did... Jenner 81 one said something else that you're just going to have to look out. And he said, I bet you don't read that out and you're right. <laughs> I'm not going to wait. I didn't but, even uh, see this. I'm going to go look.
3: you <laughs> are going to get a live reaction. Yeah. yeah
2: live reaction.
3: <laughs> oh god oh man yeah
2: <laughs> oh i like he how you left the video too oh, okay yeah it's a video and he i mean he called me out and Said, i bet you'll read that out you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay uh moving on <laughs> so some good ones out there guys thanks for doing the three words it is humorous even if i can't read the full thing out like we keep sending them it's awesome uh we still love you for it um, all right, so we'll get into the lineups for this. Um just, just thoughts and reactions. Um Elijah, what did you think of our starting lineup um going into the match? Uh it was it was nice.
3: Oh man. I was I was very happy to see the lineup. Uh because one, Sean Longstaff is in the lineup.
2: Yeah,
3: um, Sean A. And two, I think that some of the guys who have played well in these fringe fringe games that we've we've alluded to in the past, um, I thought that it was nice to see them get a shot. Uh, I mean, Christian Atsu, congrats to him, uh, because I mean even though I, I don't think he had an amazing game by any means, but it was like a nice nod because I think he deserved to be there over like I don't know Jacob Murphy in my opinion, that's my opinion. Um, but yeah, I like seeing iOse not as a cam, which obviously was effective. Just throw yeah. that out there.: Yeah, just saying. but hey, it, it was a nice lineup, and I like the, the three in the back, five in the back, whatever you want to call it. I liked it.
2: Yeah, three what's it I guess I've said it a few times, but I think it's a three, four three in attack yeah and a 5 four-1 in defense. Yeah, and by the way, so I those backs just, wanna... just move back and some of the attack and two of the attackers move back to the midfield Yeah, um, you know, on defense. And I do
3: want to point out because I think it is important that I think Atsu works better in this formation than any other winger because Atsu legitimately was a winger. Like, so he just, I think he plays the, like that natural, like, like some of the runs that you would expect, like a true, like left winger to make Atsu makes pretty well. I'll just say that. And like some of the stuff he does, I, I just think that he's, because he's a true winger. Like I think he struggles more often as like a like that in that four two three one as a wide midfielder. But if you put him at like this like three four three and let him play as a winger, I think it. I think he does better.
2: Okay. it's
3: yeah. Not really that hot of a take, but it's just a take.
2: No. Yeah. I mean, I and you know, I thought if you if I had to have picked the worst player, my. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I won't say it now. Um, so really the match events, there's, there's two match events, and it's Fabian Cher. <laughs> Uh And, he, I mean, the, the first goal was amazing. I mean, like having that run is just out of this world. First center back to do that and score his first goal. He's the 141st player to score for Newcastle United in the Premier League. Um and he's the third I'm doing some stats early. The third Swiss born player to score for Newcastle in the Premier League. Mm.
1: And
3: yeah, he's geez. the he's the first
2: former banker to score for Newcastle. Do you know who the two other Swiss players are? No. <laughs> it's Mark <laughs> Hottinger. Yeah. And then and this one's gonna shock you. Are you ready? Okay. Cm On. Really, yeah, he was born in Switzerland, but he plays for Holland internationally. Huh. Well, he, yeah. Also, Luke, De, Luke De young also uh, who has did score for us, but he was also born in Switzerland. And, and then there's Frankie De
3: who's not. I don't <laughs> yeah. think Frankie De Jong is related to them, but he is like. Wow! Cool. If there was if there was a De Jong that we'd want that that would be the That's one.
2: The, we got the wrong De Jong, we had, yeah. had three shots. We, we, the we had three shots at a De Jong and we screwed up <laughs> twice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, just amazing goals from him, from Share. Yeah. What a what a an player. amazing goal a, great and a goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, we had kind of an explicit moment in the interview earlier, his second goal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, do you have anything to say about it? I mean, he just – I think Graham summed it up perfectly. He said, like, okay, none of you guys are going to do this. I'm not passing it to you. I'm going to run right past you, and I'm going to score this goal and get this thing started. And that's, I love that description because that's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah. His his video – Newcastle
3: Twitter, a video of him talking about it. That's exactly what he said. He was like – I just saw the space, and I just like kept going, and then I kept going, and then I had a shot. <laughs> it was like like they were, they were like, "What were you thinking? Were you thinking to like shoot?" And he's like, "No, I just there was space, and I he moved forward." But yeah, um, I don't know. I think in exactly Rafa what a
2: midfielder should be doing. <laughs> you would
3: you would think that that's like something that people would know. We're looking at <laughs> you, Mister Perez. But anyway, um, I thought it was interesting because I think it was cool to see Rafa admitting. I think Rafa, this path, and you'll, I guess you'll get to it, He's he admitted kind of two mistakes um, in sense of, like, I think that he's been giving Sean Longstaff his due diligence, basically saying that, like, I wouldn't say he's saying that he's wrong, but he's basically saying, that like, yes, I'm acknowledging that there's this academy player that is good and he deserves a, a spot in the team. And then there's also Rafa openly admitting that, like, Cher was not his first choice center back. He was just like a guy that they were like, all right, we'll just get this guy at the end of the window. And he like was not a guy that Rafa was looking to play. And he's been basically admitting that like he was wrong and Cher is really good. And he's, I mean, like, there's nothing else you can really need to say. Like Rafa said he was wrong about Cher and it's a good thing because Cher is good. So good for us.
2: Yeah, and the last goal, which was Perez. Oh, and, yeah. Well, let, let's let's give it – I mean, the goal was Rondon. I mean, he put in all the work, and he put it right in Perez's front foot for a tap-in. I mean, it was a tap-in, let's be but, honest. But – Rondon absolutely, like, destroyed that defender and put a perfect cross on the ball low, right past the keeper, right on Okay, okay, okay. The ball but, hit Perez. But,
3: but Perez does miss from close range all the time. So we have to give him credit for
2: scoring. (laughs) You're finally putting one (laughs) from from like six yards out. Congratulations! I think that's his first um, goal with his foot this season. Uh, Yeah, probably headers. We weird. So that's his first. Yeah, that's another stat. Iosu Perez's first goal scored by his foot this season.
3: Also, just on Iose Parise, people are freak like I guess there was there were some people who um were very mad about Iose celebration. It's a celebration. Get over it. Oh my gosh. Who cares? It
2: is a, a dumb celebration though.
3: I mean, it's dumb. And I I think it's funny. I'm grow. I love it now. I think it's hilarious that he's still doing it, even though like no one really cares enough to really insult Iose Paris anymore. But like it's a celebration. Like if if you're pro- they're probably like the same people who complain when like Jesse Lengard like was like milli rocking like there's no place for that in football it's like shut up who cares <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah. so dumb and rondon posted a picture of himself doing it like to ios like it's just like it's a celebration who cares like he didn't like flash anyone like God. i mean
2: he's just he's just clapping back at us and that's fine which is- i hope we i hope we can continue to motivate him
3: Yeah, and that's the thing. And (laughs) someone pointed this out on Twitter: like, who cares what the celebration is? Just be happy that he's scoring because, like, like that's what you would expect out of a guy who was built originally as a striker. You would expect for him to score. So, um, just
2: yeah, just be happy he's scoring goals
3: and being able to celebrate. But yeah,
2: yeah, and we'll we'll go right from that into stats. So that is Iose's thirty eighth goal for Newcastle. Um and the 24th goal he's had in the Premier League. Um, just some overall stats on him, and then share uh, his brace is the first Newcastle defender to score more than once in a Premier League game since. I uh, I don't know. Philippe
3: Albert. Oh, okay.
2: He uh, scored two in a three to th- three three draw against Man City. In 1996. Um, and then Newcastle scored three goals in 69 minutes. That's a nice stat. That's real nice. Um, <laughs> they've scored three goals in their last five Premier League home games. Combined. Well, yeah. So you take you take out this match that we just played. Go back to your last five home games, and they've mm-hmm. scored a total of three. <laughs> yes, which,
3: to be fair, I'm not surprised because I <laughs> saw the other four matches. Oh, so yeah, you did. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> so, uh, so when you said that stat, I was like, at first, I was like, oh, that's not good. But then I was like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we, uh, we haven't been playing well. No, not at all. Uh, but now now we are. So at 538, they have some thoughts, and their thoughts are this, that Newcastle is, we were like 30, like I think we had 35% last time. Uh, I looked at this, 35% chance of getting relegated. That win severely boosts us up. Now it's 20% chance. So we've gone up 15%. Or gone down, fifteen percent chance of getting relegated. So uh, behind us is Burnley at twenty five percent, then Cardiff at sixty three, Fulham at eighty, and Huddersfield at ninety four. Huddersfield has a ninety four percent chance of getting relegated. Still on eleven points, Newcastle on twenty one. So we're ten points clear bottom, seven points clear Fulham, and now two points clear Cardiff, and a lot better goal differential.
3: That's so sad.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Ninety-four percent, jeez! Yeah. That's, that's a lot of percents. Yeah.
2: That's almost 100. That's almost 100. And uh, going to some quotes, we have some wonderful Rafa quotes. Um, Rafa, he, I mean, obviously happy, but he kind of kept his calm self. He just said, we played extra time in the FA Cup and scored four total goals. That gave everyone confidence today. We could see from the first minute our team wanted to get three points against a rival. That's interesting. Um, the last word, rival. <laughs> we did. Maybe he meant like relegation rival. Or yeah, something. definitely relegation. Uh, yeah. Uh, my message to the fans was to stay calm and support the team. The players did well, and the fans enjoyed every minute. We did good. We scored three goals, so everyone has to be happy. <laughs> um, he also spoke on the Dennis. Why? Well, actually, let's mention Chair first. He said Fabian Cher has quality on the ball. And in talking about the first goal, he said it was a great goal. The team were giving everything in this kind of game. You know you have to work hard. And then he was asked about the return of Dennis Wise, and he said, I have no idea someone was telling me about this. Yesterday I was talking to Lee Charnley and Steve Nixon about the transfer window. I cannot control the money at least. But at least I can talk. I can say yes or no. <laughs> that was his full quote on Dennis Wise. So yeah, uh, and obviously it was. Um, Wise did tweet out on Sunday. Said that he he essentially just denied it that he was working with Newcastle. So, do you have any quotes that you found in the quote uh, room? Yeah,
3: um, there was Dubrovka said it's just it's funny because i like with these quotes i can never tell if it's just like gabrovka or if some of these players just like aren't that good at english or like these quotes are just taken really badly out of context but you never know because just the chronicle is, is a spectacle of content um he said i can hear everything he was basically say, praising newcastle fans for cheering and stuff so good job st james actually i could hear the fans it was good good job fans um <laughs> you did something um he said i can hear everything that gets said behind me so i'm really pleased with that which is just a weird sentence and then he said i appreciate this type of thing because you really need us players basically just went on to praise the fans so just shout out to all the fans for
0: yeah
3: actually doing what as Rafa said what he's been asking them to do the whole season and he he, and like I think it was in the pre-match conference he kind of alluded to like he's like one of the reasons that we did so well and why last season was a miracle season was because we had so we had the support of the fans the whole season and that was like even through literally going through the same thing again and like in terms of is there going to be a takeover? Is there not going to be a takeover? Fans were still there supporting, him, obviously and all that kind of stuff. So, and St. James was still a really nice atmosphere. Um, so I don't know. It was it was cool to see um, that the players are shouting us out again. Well, not us because Greg and I weren't really doing anything. We were just at home watching.
2: Yeah, but you know, like mentally, we were helping. Them yeah,
3: out I was. There. I was a big part of the the team. I was actually playing FIFA with Newcastle. Oh
2: wow. And I'm that's the reason we won three <laughs> 0 Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> You're it welcome. Actually it was probably my wife predicting us to lose. That's yeah, probably th- thank you for your service. Like really well. Yeah. Um all right, who's your worst player?
3: Um, it's actually Christian Atsu. I just didn't think he was that big of a, a factor. I thought he was I thought I just huh. Yeah, I just think he wasn't. He wasn't like
2: if you like. You, just, you just were telling him that was the right spot for him, and you were oh, happy with. No,
3: him. I completely agree. It's the right spot <laughs> because like he's so bad in every other game, but like when we played this, like that with that three way, like he actually makes the. It just he just wasn't like that effective on the grand scheme of things, and it, I don't think it was. I think he just he just wasn't involved enough, and I don't know if that's his fault or if that's just like Matt Ritchie playing this wing back spot just like really bombs forward and forces Krishnatsu to kind of drop back sometimes. So I don't know if it's completely his fault, I just think he wasn't that effective.
2: Well you're right when not involved. Him and Longstaff tied for the lowest amount of touches on Newcastle that's not named Dubrovka. Um so he, he I guess he wasn't involved as much, but I mean Yeah it's it's one of those games where like there wasn't a a really a worse player because like atsu still had a good game but like i agree like he was going to be my pick and like my now my worst player is probably javier mikio and he played like a total of 11 minutes i'm going to say i forgot (laughs) javier mikio played (laughs) yeah like i don't know who to pick now because it's like everyone had uh, A pretty good day, and in comparison to to other games, like if if one like if Atu had this game and we played our normal way, like Atu would probably be named our best player. Like we would probably pick him as one of our best players. But everybody else was level above. Yeah, like
3: like pretty much everyone on the team besides him and Longstaff, and I'm on oddly enough Rondon in the the front mob play ratings was above a seven, which is insane. When you think about it,
2: yeah, I looked at who scored, and the only the only two players below seven were Atsu and Mankyo. Which Mankyo doesn't really count because he came in so late, but Atsu had a six point eight in that, so it was it's like barely under barely. seven. The barely. Whole, uh, everybody else was a seven or above, and there is one player who was an over and nine in the who scored right. Oh, who is that? And that is Fabian Scherr, our my best player. Is it yours? Yeah, I
3: mean I I think mm, okay. No. I'm I mean, you said Fabian Cher, I'm just gonna give some other people shout outs as well. Yeah, yeah. No, you you can go on about Fabian Shear though. You gotta finish your thought. Yeah.
2: You know, three shots, two on target. Both those two shots went past the keeper. He, you know, won four aerial duels. I mean he he was he's amazing and he had an absolute Killer defensive stop. I mean he, he he just gotta gotta give love to the guy. There, there it is. Yeah, and I will say like we I I always get caught like kind of trashing Perez, but like he had a good game. He had a really good game. Yeah, he had a he had three game. shots, all three were on target. He even had a key pass, which is something you never see. And he won an aerial tool, which is something you never see. Um passing, not too great.
1: Yeah,
3: you're up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um. Oh, also want to point about share. There was some insane stat that someone tweeted out. I'm pretty sure Um, Premier League points with share is eleven games, eighteen points. Without share, twelve games, three points. Oh man, which is wild. Yeah. Which like almost doesn't even make sense, but that is insane, which to be fair, I want to say share did not play much against that initial run of death we had in the beginning of the year where we not only were not playing well against lower like lower opponents but also we played like the top six, <laughs> and so we didn't really pick up many points and like <laughs> when share like, it was like a it was like a back five of like Fernandez um it was, like, Fernandez, Clark, and Lacelles something like that. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean Longstaff, I forgot the ridiculous stats that he had. But he was, like, had, like, 20, like 20 out of 29 passes. Like, something, something. Like, he won, like, six yeah. It was ridiculous. He had an amazing game. Um, I know in the grammar interview we shouted out Florian Lejeune. Also an amazing game. Um Yeah. Oh, I think DeAndre Yedlin played well. He's like, like, he, I, it's cool to see his him develop and like figure out how he can work in this back five system in terms of like some of the runs he makes and some, and some of the ways he tries to get involved. I yeah. definitely think that the next step for him is to become a better crosser because he gets the ball and sometimes he makes these crosses and you're like, dude, where is this ball going? And it's usually not going anywhere well. And Isaac Hayden had easily his best game. I've seen him play with Newcastle, like, probably since – like, definitely since the championship because he was a baller in the championship. But I think that was his best game he's played um, since we've been promoted. So, shout-out to him. Um, Also, shout-out to Longstaff and Cher for both making Alan Shearer's team of the week. So, good
2: good for them. There you go. Yeah. Good job, Longstaff. Lonnie boy. I'm I'm so happy that he's in lineup and also shout out Freddie Woodman, Callum Roberts and Jamie Sterry were on the bench. Um, Callum, especially happy to see him involved in some way. All right. So is
3: Woodman our official number two keeper now? Is that what I'm here?
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which definitely does that make you feel confident? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, goalies just rarely get injured. So no, you're right. I I mean, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, our and and nobody can be. We have the only position we have depth in is center back. Like, why are we going to put depth in our FIFA position? <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's it's more of a whatever than a. Yeah, I mean, most people in uh, FIFA
3: don't even play put a goalkeeper on their bench because, like, why would you do that?
2: Yeah, exactly. So, all right, so let's uh, let's just look a quick look at the table. Um, we are in 17th place out of relegation zone with 21 points minus 12 goal difference, uh, which is pretty good. That would, that's the 15th lowest goal difference in the prem. So that's not ideal, but it's still like, it's really going to help us in relegation because the three teams in the relegation zone are minus 25, minus 30 and minus 27. And we are at least 13 goals better than than that (laughs) so really really beneficial when it comes to it so you could say we're two points above the relegation zone but really we're we're three because Cardiff isn't going to make up 13 goals on us you know yeah so that that gives us a little bit of a cushion there right above us Burnley with 22 points Southampton with 22 points and Crystal Palace with 22 points so we're literally
3: yeah shout out to Burnley what a turnaround In terms of like, from being bottom of the table to like not being bottom of the table, like it's not like a a meteoric rise, but it's like, like the beginning of the season, it looked like there was no way in heck they were gonna be like not at the bottom
2: of the table at the end. Yeah, they have they have ten points from the last four matches. That's that's it right there. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and they're playing us pretty soon. They had a 2-0 win against West Ham, a 2-1 win against Huddersfield, and a 2-1 win against Fulham. So they, they're beating their rivals. They're beating their relegation rivals, and they just drew Watford. Oh, um, not a bad draw. Yeah, so looking good for them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Burnley, Southampton, and Crystal Palace, all 22 points, so they're only one point ahead of us, and we have better get differential of Burnley and Southampton were... Uh, Crystal Palace is three ahead of us so in goal difference. So Something of note there, we have Liverpool at the top with a four-point lead over Man City, and then Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, and then level with Arsenal is now Man United. So yeah, that's your Premier League table update. So we don't have questions for you today, but we're going to start a new segment. We're going to bring some more segments to you, keep up the fun, but this one uh we're gonna leave the name up to you also it's yeah. i guess worst of the two right now but that's it's just not really a good name now that you no. say it out loud i'm like ooh. yeah so just somebody just tweet to us and give us a name for segments and also oh, if Sunderland or had... Sunderland <laughs> oh man that's awesome Sunderland or Mackham yeah so, there you go that's good um, but Yeah. tweet us tweet us tweet us yeah tweet us and even if you have other ideas of segments that you'd want to hear you can tweet us at chn underscore radio you can email us at chn radio UFC at gmail.com literally give us ideas because that's what we, we want to do what you guys want to hear so let us know what you want to hear so find a name for this segment let us know new segments we're open to it all so elijah let us know what's happening and then take us away
3: Alright, I'm just gonna give you two options, and you just have to choose one. And they're probably right. both gonna be bad, but they're all gonna be Newcastle related. So, yeah, this is not a doom and gloom podcast about Newcastle. <laughs> Which I was listening to some of our old episodes, like when we were just losing all the time. Because people forget this podcast literally, like for like the first like what like 15 episodes, Newcastle like hadn't won a game.
1: <laughs> like it was just like
3: so bad. Like it was yeah. just like like there was one there was one where it's like we just sounded so sad. But anyway, um, but yeah. So your first one, which will be a throwback for uh, a lot of these listeners, which I think will be like probably the biggest inside joke on the podcast ever. Like when we get to like episode one hundred, I'll bring this up again. Um, would you rather or guess? Okay, your options are you have to play DeAndre Yedlin as a defensive midfielder. Or Motiame <laughs> on the way. <wing. laughs>
2: oh man! <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. Oh damn! I gotta. I'm gonna pick. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pick Deandre Yedlin as a D mid. Yeah, that's. <laughs>
3: I mean, like at least, like I don't know that I would choose the same too because. I think the drop-off in, like, quality wouldn't be as bad as Mojame trying to be a
2: winger. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Running you down the flanks yeah, just, as all get-out, just trying to do something with the ball.
3: Yeah, he's still injured, right? Like, like what is his injury? Do we know?
2: Uh, his injury is not good, like yeah. being bad.
3: Yeah. I wonder what it would be like with him alongside Longstaff, or if like I hope Rafa doesn't go back to like Hayden Diame if they're both healthy. Ugh. Anyway. (laughs) I mean hey, I wouldn't even be mad if we brought in a new midfielder and like and to replace Hayden and it's like okay, cool, this person's good. All right, anyway. Like I wouldn't be mad if
2: they got anyone. Yeah.
3: (laughs) We're looking at loan targets in Italy, Spain, and Germany. So good for us. And Iran. Oh, yeah. Well that's a that's a permanent Move. All right, okay. Um, yeah. Would you rather start Acrof Lazar or start Javier Manquillo? But he has to get subbed off at halftime, and Carl Darlow takes his spot as a left back.
2: <laughs> and I could just start Lazar. Yeah, and
3: just just yeah, but he has to play the full ninety. Uh, okay, but the thing is, like, you or, have to remember Acrof Lazar is, like, like, there was a story about him doing well in the U23s, which shouldn't be a story if you're, like, a good football player. Like, it shouldn't be, like, a shock that, like, oh, Akraf Lazar is doing well with the U23s. Like, you should just – that should be an understanding of, like, all right, well, duh. Like, but it was, like, a shock to people. Like, to, <laughs> like, like oh, this guy is playing well in, like, literally the equivalent of, like, what, League 2? Not even. Not even. Yeah, yeah, I'd take League Two. League Two.
2: I'm going to take Javier Minkillo and Carla Darla. Carla Darla. Carla Darla. Yeah. Um, you know, I get a good, a decent 45 minutes, and then I find a player who has just fallen down the depth chart as goalkeeper. You know, everybody starts at one point as as an outfield player. Darla once was that. Yeah, that's and, you true. You know, he came all the way back. He came all the way back, and I don't understand that. But this guy is thirsty for playing time. Yeah, and here he is. He's going to be in hungry. left back for forty-five minutes. Let's go. You know, he might have a handball, handball or two in the box. That's fine. It's only natural. <laughs> it's only natural. <laughs> I have flashbacks. <laughs> you know. Okay, but you know, then you can just throw him in that. <laughs> yeah. Or just keep Dubrovka and maybe Dubrovka stays him, but you know it's just be a fun experience. Let's try it against Main City, see what happens. Um, I want I want to see Darlow play left back if I if I had to just avoid Lazar playing ever again. Lazar is yep. a logical option, but I want to see Dar Darlow.
3: Yeah, that's just that would be interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, would you rather? It's not it's not even a would you rather, okay. These are your options. You don't even it's not even like what it's this is just you have to pick one, which I guess is essentially like would you rather? I don't know. Um Mike Ashley sells fifty percent of the club, but the other fifty percent is to <laughs> is <laughs> um the other fifty percent is to um geez. What is his name? Robert Kraft. Who just will not spend any money? He, just, <laughs> he refuses to spend money on anything that's not egg shaped and isn't doesn't look like Tom Brady, um, or <laughs> Rafa Benitez walks. Oh, but like dang. Rafa Benitez walking is like it's an open option. Like you don't know what what the circumstances are. Like is Mike Ashley still in charge? Whatever. But like you and know, a but, but the other like
2: fifty one. Forty nine.
3: <laughs> oh, it's 50-50. And so they're both teaming up together to figure out. But, my, but Rafa is locked in for like the next 15 years.
0: Oh, man.
2: <sighs> this is hard. Yeah. This is really hard. I mean, because Rafa walks, actually could still just be the 100% owner. But he also
3: could sell the club within two years. Yeah, uh, like a billionaire sheep. Well, maybe not anyone from Dubai. Actually, that's a that's a ship that sailed. <laughs> don't, don't think that's happening.
2: <laughs> maybe Chinese. Uh, I'm gonna take Robert Kraft and Mike Ashley. Just, I'd rather keep Rafa. Yeah, that's fair. Ugh, that hurts. <laughs> that was painful to answer.
3: Okay, this is one that's not Newcastle related, but I just thought of it because I'm thinking of it. You know those, like, actually, I, you weren't in Atlanta in 96. I don't know why I thought you were. but
2: No, I wasn't.
3: They gave out these commemorative Coca-Cola bottles, and I have one because my parents were in Atlanta in 96. Um, it's, and it's like those glass Coca-Cola bottles. Would you rather drink that or eat a Big Mac that's been sitting in a car, a hot car, for like a month and a half?
2: I drink, I drink the coke all day. <laughs> I drink here. the coke Same. all day. Same. Oh man, I'm, you could have said a freshly made Big Mac, and I might still take the coke.
3: <laughs> yeah, true. Dude, McDonald's is so gross.
2: <laughs> yeah. Imagine I mean, like, no.
3: like I would imagine that would have left like a stain, like in that person's seat, that's just not coming out.
2: Yeah. Uh, a little tangent is they. There's somebody posted a video. You may have seen this, but, um. Somebody, like, put McDonald's ice cream outside on, like, a summer day, and they all, then they scooped out, like, a regular ice cream from their fridge, and they put it outside right next to it. And the fridge ice cream melted in, like, 10 minutes, like, completely soup. McDonald's ice cream didn't melt, like, at all. That's <laughs> disgusting. He had it out there for, like, five hours, and it never melted. That's, that's, <laughs> that's I was like, oh, my that's... God, it's so gross. That's
3: not ice cream. <laughs> that's actually yeah. Oh, that's gross. Oh uh,
2: I'll f- I'll have to find the link and send it to you. <laughs> it's oh, amazing. Yeah. All right.
3: I think that's all I got.
2: I think oh Elijah has out out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's no, gonna have an hard. internet oh oh no, he's back.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yes.
2: I was do you have anything before we go? No.
3: My phone right. died. That's what happened. And so we're chilling. Oh, uh,
2: okay. All right. Well, that concludes episode 36. We will have another one, 37, coming to you at the end of the week, previewing our fourth round FA Cup match. But oh. in, until then, get excited for that. And just listen to every piece of information of this podcast over and over again, as many times as possible. Get, rate us five stars and give us reviews. We need them desperately. Please help us. And give us some cool things to do on the podcast. Oh,
3: we will make a song about our 100th follower on Twitter. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. 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 We'll rap. We'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Elijah, you have a good week. I'll have a good week. You listeners. There's something else. Elijah has something else.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, If you want to write for CHN or you know anything uh, like that hit us up shoot us an email we'd love to have you we have an amazing slack and a nice little family we got of writers who we all love each other and it's a lot of fun so if you're interested yeah. in that do so and we're going to have some fresh content for you guys bringing back some old favorites for people who have been following in the blog for the past few years some stuff we're bringing back so yeah. uh, just keep that on your radar
2: that's it gotcha Thank you. alright guys we will be with you later this week and until then away the lads. The lasses lost the
1: crinolines and the veils that hide the faces. I got two black eyes in the broken nose and gannons of blade and raises On the way we went again, but them that had their noses broke, they came back again. Some went to the dispensary, and some to Doctor Gibbs's, and some to the infirmary to mend the broken ribs's. Oh! There was Bonnie be Good. There was four and twenty on the busman who that danced and soon. They called on me to sing a song, and I sang the paddy thing. I danced the jig and swoon, we twigged the day, I went to to blade and poon the bellman he was carrying there they called him Jackie broom I saw him talking to some chips and then he was persuaded the Gamsy, Jordy Ridley, he, drawed, he really showed the mechanics how at blade and... Coffee Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, We stole the cooney. There were spice dolls and monkey shows and dad wags selling ciders. And a chef for half own to the boat and no more lads for riders. <laughs>